0: Oh, ho, 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 ho. Here we go, 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 go. It's the holiday season. And welcome to the Harland Highway. Happy holidays to everyone, all my listeners and people who aren't even listening, but somehow hear this. I think dogs can hear my podcast. You know that dog whistle thing where humans can't hear it, but do- I think dogs can hear somehow magically my podcast. Hi, dogs. Anyways, uh, our first Christmas carol of the season will be played today, and I think you know what it is. I play it every year. It's one of my favorites. Uh, We're going to play that for you to get the holiday swing started. Um, We're also going to be talking about a certain kind of food that we eat that maybe turns us into cavemen a little bit. I think so. I, I ate some of this recently and felt very Neanderthal. Uh, We're going to get into the Harland Highway question of the day. There's something out there that a certain creature won't eat. And I'm going to talk about it uh, on the show here today. And also, I believe Aunt Ruthie's calling in. Oh, my goodness. I hope she's not into too much trouble. She's always out driving. Things always go wrong. Roger tells me we have a message, a phone message from Aunt Ruthie. So put on your seatbelt, put on your helmet Here we go, it's the Harlan Highway
1: You're listening to Harlan Williams Harlan, funny stuff bro, funny stuff Keep it coming, later How long have you had this job? Long enough He's fine as long as he gets his medication He doesn't get his medications He's not fine
2: right. You just made a wrong turn Onto the Harlan right. Highway You're a groovy boy I'd
1: like to strap you on sometime. The Harland Highway. You're all going
2: to experience intense mental, physical strength. All right, hold tight on the Harland Highway Show. Don't let me do it. I'll do it, I swear to God. Don't be such a fucking pussy. You're new around here, ain't you? What's your name?
0: You're listening to Harland Williams.
2: Luck. Welcome to the Harland Highway.
0: Oh, boy. Can I do it? Can I do it? Please, can I do it? Of course I can do it. It's my podcast. What am am I asking for? Um, And when I say can I do it, I want to play the first Christmas carol of the season. And I do it every year because I love this song. I love this guy. It's my buddy Toby Huss, and uh, he, uh, he did a movie with me called Down Periscope years ago. And we've been buddies ever since. And he wrote and sang this great Christmas um, carol. I play it every year on the show. I almost can't wait to get to Christmas just so I can play it. Because it's funny, it's catchy, and it kind of kicks off the Christmas season. So I'm going to do it right out of the gate here. I hope you enjoy it. This is Toby Huss singing a great Christmas time Christmas carol classic. Here it is, folks. And Joy, this is Snowballs.
1: Yeah, it was this time of year. About a year ago, I think, around the holiday seasons, and I was at home waiting for the old lady to get back. She'd been gone a couple weeks, you sees. So I had a couple dozen hot toddies or so waiting for her there. Heh. Finally, the door opens up. Rudy! Hey, baby, it's been a while. Take off the dress. She don't. She gives me the stink eye. Where's the treat? What do you mean, what tree? It's Christmas Eve, Kazzoni. Oh. Yeah, I thought it was June. She says, that's it. That's it, Rudy, I'm leaving you. I've had enough. I can't take no more. I found another guy. I'm gone. Hold on, baby. What do you mean, on Christmas Eve? You're leaving me? You found another guy? Who is this Joe? What's he got that I don't got? Well, he's really cute Baby, it's me, it's Rudy He's got a sharp red suit I know I ain't no beauty But if you squint your eyes when the lights are low, You got one swell-looking skinny, day go Kids love him to boo Was this more than a date? He's got a sack of loot No, you little ain't great Well, yesterday you're my lips smack up Now you're a sugar plum nutcracker I did not forget Christmas, no I hung some mistletoe in my pants Pucker up! Mr. Bulls Like mine Snowballs like the ones you're leaving behind You're gonna miss my back Spackling, crackling, hot You'll log Wax nostalgic for my steamy holiday nog He's jolly in bed. Yeah, who is this pest? Pizza are rosy and red. Oh, I should have guessed. Don't hit your ass on the way out the door. You ho ho snow blowing ho ho ho. Oh, Merry Christmas, Rudy. Blow it out, your dingle. Don't go getting snooty. Oh, So you bag the kringle. So long, but don't forget, my dear. Old fatso so comes but once a year. There's snowballs. I live up in the cold. like these. I love his big north Pole. They jingle, jingle, jangle, jangle down below my knees. Y'all gonna miss roasting my chestnuts. Oh, yes, ma'am. Good luck without my pink honey glazing holiday ham. Cause there's snowballs like mine. There's snowballs like these twins y'all leaving behind. Santa Claus Thanks for nothing P.S. Could you possibly uh, bring me a new broad? Or if not I don't know, toss a couple of drunk elves in my bed or something A couple of your little helpers They help you, they can help me, pal
0: There it is. There it is. Oh, gosh, I love that song. If you want to uh, track some more down by my buddy Toby, it go, he goes under the name Rudy Cassoni. And, uh, and um, it's, uh, it's a, a CD, a Christmas CD. It's called Rudy Cassoni Snowballs. You can find it online, I'm sure. And also look for uh, the Rudy Cassoni. Uh, he does a live show. He's going to be doing a live show in uh, Los Angeles Coming up very soon. So uh make sure you get online, look up Rudy Cassoni. He does a live Christmas variety show, and it is naughty and nasty and funny and silly. And uh you gotta check it out. So look for Rudy Cassoni on the InterwebNet base type thing. And uh, there we go, the first Christmas Carol oh, 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 of the season. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, oh um boy, that sounded that sounded almost like Santa Claus going ho ho ho, imagine if Charles Nelson Riley was Santa Claus oh oh ho 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 oh ho oh, oh. ho oh, oh, oh. Merry, oh 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 Christmas. oh ho oh, oh, ho oh, oh, ho oh, oh. no, no, just it'd be that would be very, very distracting uh <laughs> oh ho, oh, oh. um. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's. Uh, what are we doing today? Uh, the Harland Highway question of the day. Oh yeah, yeah. The question of the day. That's what we're doing. Okay. So here is the today's question, and this one uh, stymies me. This one, uh, this one, I do not understand. And maybe one of you pavement pounders has the answer. Okay. Here's the question of the day. Why don't ants? Like butter. Have you ever noticed this? I've noticed this. If you leave jam or chocolate or syrup or meat or a baby on the kitchen counter or on the floor or on your living room table, wherever you may leave these deposits, ants... Once they get wind of them, we'll show up and swarm them and eat them alive. They'll eat the jam. They'll eat the, the, the chocolate. They'll eat the syrup. They'll eat meat. They'll eat bread. They, just about anything. These little ants will get in and eat anything. But one thing I've noticed, for whatever reason, they won't eat butter. I can leave a whole brick of butter out on the counter and the ants won't go near it. I've never seen an ant getting into the butter. And that makes me wonder what the hell is going on in butter that even ants won't eat it. I mean, these guys will eat, these ants will eat delicious raspberry preserves. And then you could see them out in the yard eating the eye sockets of a dead blue jay. These things are like nature's miniature vultures. Like, if, if you die, if, you, if you're if you in your garden working and you have a stroke and you die in your petunias, don't worry, the ants will start going in your ears and your nostrils and your eye sockets. Oh, yeah, it's grisly, but these guys will eat anything. But God forbid they you put some butter on it. You know, I, I, this this was a really good biscuit until you put the butter on it. You know, I really like this cord on the cob until you buttered it. Yeah, these, uh, these shortcake cookies would be a lot better without the butter. Are you kidding me? Maybe, maybe, there you go. If you're, if you're ever trekking through the jungle or you are out in your garden and you you think you might have a stroke or a heart attack, just baste yourself with butter. Rub rub it all over you like a body uh, moisturizer. At least when you're dead, you'll have the dignity of not having ants infiltrate your corpse. Hey, come on, guys. We got a dead one. Let's go. We got a stiffy. Everybody line up. One, two, three, four. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. It's covered in butter. Forget to leave this one. Yeah, but that that corpse could feed us. That could feed our whole colony for 35 years. I told you it's covered with butter. Okay. Got the message. Take it easy. Um. So very strange. I don't know if there's something in butter that repels the ants. If it's the salt, if it's uh, it's just the dairy-rich, greasy. Maybe maybe hearts or uh, uh, ants are worried about their hearts. Listen, I want to live to be forty-five years old. I gotta cut back on the butter. Okay, what do you want me to have a heart attack? I'm lifting a grain of sand. I'm carrying a grain of sand from here to over there. I'm uh, carrying an ant egg around. Maybe I'm, uh, you know, maybe I'm uh, biting somebody. Well, you want me to have a stroke? I'm all full of, got my little ant hots all uh, clogged up with butter. Are you kidding me? So I don't know. That's the Harlot Highway question of the day. Why the hell don't ants eat butter the Harlan highway question of the day one cheeseburger with everything coming out let's talk about ribs baby let's talk about ribs baby let's talk about ribs baby yeah let's talk about ribs okay can we do this and i'm talking about i'm talking about the ribs you eat it's just a weird, 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 weird food to eat. And I know you're going, ribs aren't weird, Harland. What are you talking about? What do you mean ribs are weird, Harland? And stop enunciating, over-enunciating my name, Harland. Um, they're weird, and you don't think about ribs, but think about them. When you eat ribs, thinking about you, you're eating segments of an animal's rib cage, I want you to feel your own ribs right now. You can do it. You can do it. Take your fingers and while you're listening, I know people are watching, just touch your ribs. Feel the little spaces in between. It's it's just a weird area of the animal to eat, the rib. It's probably the most primal area of the animal you can eat. You know I mean? Outside of maybe chewing on a uh, a shin bone or something, just the, the concept of eating a rib, holding it in your hand and your teeth sinking into that soft, succulent meat and tearing it from the bone, and you're stuck with a bone in your hand, it's just weird, the rib. The, I know we eat everything else, the, you know, you eat a steak, it's just a big piece of meat, and a porch up, but with the rib, you, you, you know it's it's the one piece of meat you kind of pick up, outside of like a chicken leg or something. You just pick it up, and you're like a you're like a caveman. It's like it's like space the beginning of Space Odyssey two thousand and one. And think about your your rib cage. You know, it, it your rib cage is it's like a it's like a bone suitcase. You know, think of all the stuff contained in the ribcage. The heart and the lungs and uh, who knows what other organs are hidden behind the ribcage. And so it's like you're eating this this case, this carrying case for organs. And the reason I'm bringing it up is because I ate ribs the other night and I started getting creeped out while I was eating the ribs. I'm like, Ooh! Wait, what am I doing? I'm peeling meat off a rib bone. And then I started thinking about my own rib cage. And all the stuff contained inside my little magic rib box. And it just got weird. So next time you're eating the ribs, you know, think about it. Think about being a caveman. Think about being primal. Think about opening the rib suitcase and all the hidden treasures inside.
2: (laughs) Oh, it's lovely. It's just lovely.
0: Hold on. What? We have. Okay. You want to play it? I I mean, I don't know why we want to play it. They just go on and on and they don't go anywhere. Okay, Roger's telling me he checked the um the mail uh, the voice machine and it looks like we have a a voicemail from Aunt Ruthie. Okay, well, I don't know why we play these, but uh let's put it on. Here we go. Here's a, a another voicemail from my Aunt Ruthie from Rochester, New York. Go ahead, Roger, if it makes you happy. God.
2: Hello. Hello, Holland. To say you, Angel. Hello, oh Angel. It's your Aunt Ruthie calling. I hope you. I hope this finds you well, little Angel. Your Aunt Ruthie is. I'm just driving around. and doing some Christmas shopping and finding something nice for your Uncle Harry over here in Rochester, New York. All oh, the streets are decorated. They've got Christmas lights up. Do you remember, little Harland, do you remember, Angel, when you were a little boy and you came over to Aunt Ruthie's house for Christmas morning when you were nine years old, do you remember that, and your Uncle Harry had set an electric train track up around the bottom of the Christmas tree, do you remember that, little Angel? and you put your finger on the track and you tried to stop the train and the the train cut the tip of your finger off. Do you remember that? And you cried like a little baby. And we had to take you to the hospital and try and get your finger stitched on and that's why the end of your, I think it's your ring finger on your left hand is all crooked like someone slammed it in a piano or something like that. And I don't know how your girlfriends react when you touch them down in this special area when you got a bent finger, but that's okay. You're still my little angel, Farland. Oh, Aunt Ruthie misses you. Listen, angel, here's why I'm calling. I'm sorry to be drabbling on so I'm out driving. I'm going to do some Christmas shopping. And the inside of my windshield is all... I, I tried to... I thought my windshield was all muddied up and, and starched up and swollen and whatnot, Holland. And I used the uh, windshield spray. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. I think I got a Christmas cold coming, Holland. Anyways, I tried to spray my windshield from the outside, and it was all dirty, and I realized the inside of my windshield hasn't been cleaned for such a long time, kind of like your Uncle Harry's underpants. Anyhow, Angel, I i, just, I can barely see, and I don't know what to do. I don't want to crash into anyone, Holland, so I'm pulling over to the Hold on, some, I'm pulling over to the side. Excuse me. I've got a fogged-up, dirty windshield in from the inside, and I'm just tr- uh, saying to you, worst of the season to you, some son of a bitch just honked at, I'm 82 years old, and I'm driving around, anyways, I pulled over Holland, and I'm taking my hand, and I'm trying to rub the scum off the inside of my windshield here, and I'm not, oh my goodness, I don't know what to do actually you know what i think i do know what to do holland i don't i i'm going off of how the windshield sprayer sprays from the outside you pull the button holland and the sprayer the blue liquid sprays out of the the, the roof of the car or whatever the hell that's called i think it's called the the hood of the car and it sprays all over the window and clears the fat fucking dragonflies that are squished all over there, and the fucking dirty bird plop. I hate it when the birds plop all over my window, all and it looks like a Sebastian Pollock painting, or whatever the hell that freak's name is. And then you got your bumblebee stuck all over the window, Holland. It looks like some kid with a giant zit on his face, but it's striped because it's a bumblebee's asshole stuck to my window. And it looks like it wants to pop like a teen. Anyways, Holland, I know I'm getting. But I just figured out your Aunt Ruthie's going to try and clean the inside of a window. And I hope you don't mind, Holland, but I need your assistance with this. I'm going to. I'm going to try and put my legs up on the dashboard here. Hang on, Holland. Your Aunt Ruthie hasn't lifted her legs and spread them since Uncle Harry took me to the Holiday Inn over in, uh, where was it? I think it was Dayton, Ohio for our 79th anniversary. The old bastard actually tried to mount me in the Holiday Inn. I'll never forget it was the 50th, uh, that room. 1251, and I'll never forget he threw his poor little back out trying to mount me at 81 years old, Harland. All right, I'm trying to, oh my God, I'm putting my legs up on the, oh, I hit the horn. Oh, it says, excuse me, sorry, I'm trying to put my legs up on this. I I didn't honk on purpose, stop yours. Hang on, I'm getting my legs up. It's like I'm at the gynecologist's office. There we go. I got my legs up. Oh, on the dashboard, I got the steering wheel kind of in between my legs, Harland. Oh, never, I haven't stretched this hard since the holiday end. Okay, now what I'm going to do, Holland? and I know this isn't ladylike, but if I can't see out the window, I'm going to crash, Holland. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to... Oh, I hate to say this, you my little angel. I, I, normally I'd ask you to plug your ears, but your Aunt Ruthie's in trouble here. I'm going to spray the inside of the window hall and... Okay, just like the blue stuff that comes out of the hood, I'm gonna spray the yellow stuff that comes out of my hood, my hairy hood, if you know what I'm saying, Holland. Oh my God, I haven't been this stretched since I was at Dr. Clamato's, (laughs) Dr. Clamato's gynecology. Oh, I just tickled myself, I'm giggling, Holland. Anyhow, I'll never forget when I was at Dr. Clamato's gynecology clinic. This was about two years ago. And I'll never forget it, Harland. I had to go in for an examination, and I put my legs up the way a lady does. Not to get too graphic for you, my little angel, but a lady puts her legs up for the gynecrology doctor, Dr. Clematis. And I'll never forget, everyone in the examination room just stopped like they'd seen a fucking ghost of a polar bear or something. They just all stopped, and they gathered around Aunt Ruthie's opening, and they all just oohed and awed. like they just saw Bambi, for Christ's sake. The doctor and all his nurses, they were all just like, oh, look, oh, it's so cute, oh, what a, what a little darling. And of course, Aunt Ruthie thought they were talking about my 81-year-old, you know, axe wound, Holland. And I don't like to use that word, but it is it is what it is. That's what Uncle Harry calls it, the old axe wound. And that's what he called it that night at the holiday. And he yelled, he's like, holy axe wound, holy axe wound, he threw his back out. Hey, stop honking at me, I'm talking about my hairy axe wound and uncle, my uncle, oh God. I think I just twisted my back, turning around. Anyways, all the doctors and nurses were standing around, ooing and awing and I thought they were all just having a charm. They were charmed by Aunt Ruthie's high hall. And it turns out, Holland, back in those days, you know, Aunt Ruthie was born in, I forget, I think it was the 20s, maybe? Oh, my God. My memory's going, little angel. Anyhow, I haven't shaved my puffball for, uh, probably never, and there's a lot of hair down there, Holland, and I'll be gosh damned if there wasn't a mouse in there. And this was two years ago, right around this time of year, and all the doctors and then Dr. Clamato and the nurses, they were all like, oh, look at the little mouse in Aunt Ruthie's pumpkin pie patch. It's like a little Christmas mouse. It's like a letter was sticking its head out, and it was, I think it was eating a seed or something, and its little fucking teeth were showing, and it had little, its little clawed up fingers, and it was just perched there in all my hair like a little bird in a nest, Island. And ever since they saw that Christmas mouse, mouse, you know what they call me? They call me Christmas Ruthie. Every time I go in to the door, gynecologist, Dr. Clamato's office, they call me, oh, here comes Christmas Ruthie. And they, one time they put a mouse trap on the, on the table right near my olive oil garden. You, you, anyways, Holland, here I go. I'm gonna try and clean the inside of the window i am i have root these go, I've got my pantyhose. I've got the industrial size ones, the thick as the thick as tar paper down here. I'm gonna have to hang on, let me get one of them, Oh thank goodness Uncle Harry's got a little pocket knife attached to the keychain. Hang on, Arlen, let me cut a slit right in the middle of my pantyhose. Here we go. uh uh, uh. Uh, uh, oh, just a minute. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, I'm halfway up, Holland. Boy, these things are stubborn. It's like cutting through cardboard. Uh, 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 hang on. Stop honking at me, please. I'm trying to cut a slit in my 1942 pantyhose so I can spray the inside of my window so I can see out of it. Son of a bitch, whore! Oh, hang on, I'll. Oh, there it is, solid. okay. Oh, my goodness, the little Christmas mouse just ran out. Oh, my God, there he goes. He just went under the floor, mat. Oh, look at his little beady eyes staring up at your Aunt Ruthie. Oh, I'm getting emotional, Arlen. Oh, my little Christmas mouse out of my Christmas patch, my Christmas tree farm. Oh, what a little angel, his little sparkly Christmas eyes. Don't worry, little friend. You can go back in once Aunt Ruthie cleans the window. Okay, here we go, huh? Holland. I'm going to let it rip, and I'm trying to be a lady about this, Harland. Please, here we go. Uh, oh, it burns. I've never done a... Your Aunt Ruthie's never done a urine at this angle. Oh, uh, squirting right over the steering wheel, Holland. Oh, there we go. Hang on. Ah, uh, oh. Uh, Oh, it's all splashing all over the inside of the window, but I think it's working, Harlan. You know, sometimes they say urine is so strong. If you get stung by a jellyfish, you can spray your urine on it, and it will kill the jellyfish or some such. Bullshit, I don't know. Hang on. <unemployed> uh, uh, <sighs> uh, <motion> a- oh, hang on, let me get to the top part right by the rear view mirror. Okay, there we go. Just a minute, someone's honked. Don't honk at me! I'm an old lady. I'm painting inside my car to clear the window. Son of a bitch, you're lucky I don't... If I had a clogged window, I'd run over you. But because I care and it's Christmas, I'm peeing all over my inner window. Okay, I'm just going to rub it with my... with my I got some Kleenex here up my sleeve of my sweater. Your Aunt Ruthie likes to keep Kleenex under the sleeve of, the, of his sweater in case she gets the sniffles, Holland. And sometimes I like to ball it up and stuff it up my nostrils so I don't have to smell your Uncle Harry's rotten breath. Uh, oh, God, I just burped, Holland. I'm sorry. All right, here we go. Well, I'm just going to clean this up, Angel. And it-oh, already I can see clear out of the window. Oh, this worked fine. You know what, Angel? You don't even have to call me back. Aunt Ruthie finally solved her own dilemma by herself all the way over here in Rochester, New York, little pumpkin pie. You're such a sweetie. Give Aunt Ruthie a call regardless. Just let me know how you're doing, Angel. I miss you so much. Mm -hmm. Oh, it smells in here. Christ, it smells like someone left a bowl of clam chowder underneath a couch and forgot about it or something. Good Lord, is that me? Oh, God. Stop honking at me! Smells like clam chowder urine in here. Like clam chowder urine chowder. Uh, uh, I'm gonna roll down the window, hall and I'm starting to choke. Anyhow, Angel, happy holidays. Give Aunt Ruthie a call when you have a chat. Oh my god, I'm gonna fucking puke. Uh, call me when you can, Oh, oh my Christ. Uh, stop honking at me. Uh,
0: Whoa, is she gone? Is it? She hung up? Wow. Um, Roger, why did you want to play that? Because, uh, oh my God, I love my Aunt Ruthie, but, you know, I'm trying to do an above-the-board podcast here, and, and as much as I love my Aunt Ruthie, it just... I feel like, and I'm just going to say it, she's tarnishing the show a little bit. I, I I know these are innocent messages, but boy, does she get into some trouble. Maybe she shouldn't be driving. And I hope no one was offended because I know she's old school and she uses kind of that brackish old school language and has some odd old reference points, and, and that's just the way... Elderly people are. They grew up in a different time and place, and and I, I guess I'm apologizing a little bit. But she doesn't mean anything by it. She's just kind of very natural. But oh man, well I hope Aunt Ruthie's okay. I hope she got the inside of her window cleaned. And I think that's gonna bring us to the end of the show, Raj. Um, wow. Let's let's just uh, take care of some announcements here. And uh, and and move on, man. So uh, my last stand-up comedy show of 2014—that uh, sounds kind of weird and final. Ooh, I don't like that. That sounds too weird. Anyways, my last show of 2014—it it just signifies that another whole year has passed us by. Oh, and we're all getting a little older and. <sighs> It's kind of heavy, man. But uh, anyways, my last show, 2014, is in Indianapolis. uh, And you can catch me at Crackers in Broad Ripple, December 11th to the 13th. Get your tickets now. Go to my website, harlandwilliams.com, and click on the Stand Up Comedy Tour link. And bingo, you will get. Uh, you can find the uh, the link to purchase your tickets right there. It's as easy as cleaning the inside of your windshield. Um, wow! Um, and then that's it. That's it till 2015. I got no more announcements for you. I mean, I can give you a hint uh, as to what's coming up in January. Uh, it's an exciting January. I'm going to be working in Burbank, California at Flappers. I'm going to be doing a, uh, a one-night show on January 10th in Corona, California at uh, M15 Concert Hall Bar and Grill. It's going to be awesome. We're going to be doing stand-up comedy and sketch comedy. I'm going to be at the Atlanta Improv. And I might have some exciting news. I'll finalize it next podcast on the San Francisco Sketch Fest, which comes up right at the end of January. And uh, hopefully I have some good news about the San Francisco Sketch Fest. So we got Sketch Fest. We got Atlanta Improv. We got M15 Bar and Grill in Corona, California, which is going to be amazing. Court McCowan, Sean Tweedley on the show with me. We're going to be doing stand-up and sketch. And then Flappers in Burbank, California. Um, and that's going to be January 16th and 17th. So check out harlowilliams.com. Go to my stand-up schedule. Get your tickets before they sell out, please. We don't want people upset in the first month of the new year. Um, also, while you're on the page, take a look around um, and uh, see see what uh, see what's going on. I got all kinds of new stuff up on the new website there. Um, you can purchase uh, downloads now. We have downloads of some of my songs that I've done with my cousin Kevin from the Bare Naked Ladies. You can now download our, our hot pop tunes. Um, you can uh, buy my app, the Fallopio app. Uh, you can all kinds of stuff. Just go there. And if you want to write to me, there's a, uh, a form there that you can fill out. and Just write to me at harlowilliams.com on the contact uh, form, or you can can call me at 323-739-4330 and leave a message, hopefully not as long as Aunt Ruthie, but you can leave me a message. That's 323-739-4330, and if I like your message, it might get on the show. Who knows? Um, and don't forget, this is very important. Please call in because Wally the Elf from the North Pole, he wants to get phone calls from your children. If you, any of you pavement pounders have kids 15 years of age or younger, put them on the phone. Let them tell Wally the Elf what they want for Christmas from Santa Claus. Wally was on the last podcast. We got a live feed right to Santa's workshop Wally is the head elf, and he promises that he's going to take any of these Christmas requests straight to Santa. Now, whether you get them or not is out of Wally's hands, but um, we need your calls, and uh, Wally's going to get on the line just before Christmas and play your calls and respond to the calls of your children. So you better call in. We won't be able to put every child's call on the air, but get your the sooner you get your call in, the better. 323-739-4330. I'm laughing because it's going to be fun. And uh, and Wally the Elf. Wally the Elf is, uh, is going to be there. So make sure you call, um, and that's it. That's all I got for you. What a show. And uh, happy holidays to everyone. Look forward to uh, getting into some more Christmassy podcasts with you guys. Holiday podcasts. It's a great time of year. Um, Let people know you care. Buy them a gift. Everyone seems to be friendly and nice. So keep that vibe going here in December. And as I said, I'm wishing everyone the best. Happy holidays. Best time of year. And uh, until next time. Chicken. Xiaomi... baby. Don't hit your ass on the
1: way out the door You ho-ho snow-blowing, ho-ho-ho oh, Merry Christmas, Rudy Blow it out, your tingle Don't go getting snooty Oh, so you bag the Kringle So long, but don't forget, my dear Oh, that so comes but once a year There's snowballs we'll I up in the coast. Like these I love his big North Pole ain't jingle, jingle, jangle, jangle Down below my knees you're gonna miss roasting my chestnuts oh yes ma'am good luck without my pink honey glazing holiday ham cause there's snowballs like mine there's snowballs like these twins you're leaving behind and there's snowballs